What's up everyone? This is Mayowa, your host, and you are listening to the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. More people than ever are building cool stuffs online from the scratch, solving problems and making a lot of money in the process. And on this show, I sit down with these amazing six-figure entrepreneurs to share their entrepreneurial journeys, the ideas, the opportunities, the strategy they are taking advantage of so the rest of us can do the same. And now, let's get the show started. On this episode of the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast, I have another amazing entrepreneur in the name of Jessica Glesser. So before we get started, I will pass the mic to Jessica and she will tell us about herself, our business, and uh, then we get the show started. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited. Like you said, my name is Jess Glazer DeRose, and I'm a business mentor. I'm the founder and CVO, the visionary officer of Digital Business Evolution, as well as the host of Digital Business Evolution podcast. And I'm a former elementary school teacher who actually turned her once cute side hustle into a multiple seven-figure business. I've been doing full-time entrepreneurship for the last five years, scaling our team, and we've been able to help hundreds and hundreds of clients generate over $12 million in revenue for themselves. We've actually helped generate nine millionaires from the ground up with our frameworks that we teach. And we were able to build a school in Ghana, Africa, that now we actually help fund and support to ensure that the... uh, the community members over there all have jobs and the students all have fresh supplies, clean water, hygiene, and uh, education. Okay. Uh, I will violate uh, my normal way of uh, doing things on this, pod- uh, on this podcast for this episode. And before uh, we hear your story of how you got started, uh, for the sake of people listening to us out there, we want to know your business, what you do, who you serve, and what you have to offer for people out there. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So we help coaches and entrepreneurs start and scale their online business. We specialize in course creation, coaching, and launching. Okay. All right. So uh, Jessica, we like story a lot on this podcast. We love to hear stories of amazing entrepreneurs like you. So just give us a background story of how you became an entrepreneur and how all of this got started for you. Yeah, I think a lot of people's stories are really similar in that it sort of started by accident. I didn't set out to become an entrepreneur. I didn't even know that that was a job or something that I could do. I grew up in a traditional, a family of traditional jobs. And so I was kind of going down that path to become a doctorate of physical therapy. And through some pivots in my early 20s, I ended up teaching elementary school phys ed. I also worked for 18 years as a personal trainer. So in 2012, 10 years ago, I started selling some personal training online and I was selling it through emails. People were actually writing me actual checks and sending them to me in the mail. I had no idea what I was doing. I had no idea that I was going to create a business, but it was just something to do to sort of fulfill a void that I felt and time that I had open to help more people. And it was over the course of five years playing around with low ticket eBooks and selling uh, different products online, getting into blogging and building communities that I had this spark and interest that I could potentially turn it into something bigger. So in 2017, five years after sort of messing around while working full-time, I decided to quit my job 
and go all in on my side hustle, which at the time really was only bringing in about 300 to a thousand dollars a month. So I had not replaced my income. I certainly didn't know what it could turn into, but I left with the intention to just continue growing my online fitness business, which is exactly what I did. And through growing that business, I had a lot of personal trainers asking me, if I could help them build their businesses online. And so naturally as a teacher, I just started teaching some of my friends for free and they were getting great success. And so it sort of organically started to pivot into another branch of my business while I was still doing health and fitness coaching. I started doing some business coaching behind the scenes. Okay. Thanks for that uh, background story. So uh, right then from when you are uh, a former elementary teacher to when you started your uh, online business. So what exactly is the structure of your business right now? And revenue-wise, what is your figure for 2022? Sure. So right now, the structure of our business, we have a couple different ways people can work with us. I always have a small handful of clients that I work with one-on-one or companies that I work with on a more consulting type of level. However, our signature program where most of our clients go through, that is a 12-week group coaching program where we have a ton of other coaches in there as well. And we bring people from the ideation phase of, could I teach something that I know? Do I have an expertise? Could I be a coach? I want to transition online to going through all of the legal setup, the financial setup, all of the marketing, utilizing social media messaging. We actually bring them through a launch where they launch their own program or their own product. And then we're with them while they're actually onboarding their own clients to ensure that that's a smooth process for them. So That's our signature program. And then of course we have some other smaller programs that we either do for free or we uh, might charge lower ticket for some self-study, self-paced type of programs. Okay. All right. So uh, from when you got started to where you are right now, uh, you surely will have picked up a lot of lessons uh, across your Mm -hmm. uh, entrepreneurship journey. So can you just share with us some of the biggest and the best lessons you have picked up in your entrepreneurial journey? Yeah. Oh my gosh, so many. <laughs> yeah, the, I think the, the, the best um, one. <laughs> yeah, I think like many people say, probably delegating and hiring faster than I did would have been helpful. But of course, I had to go through that to learn it. Another lesson that I learned myself and then with hundreds of our clients, I believe it's best to sell something before you actually create it so that you eliminate spending time, energy, and potentially money creating something that something people don't necessarily even want. So I love when people sell the offer or the idea and they sort of bring the money in, which is proof that the market wants it. And then it's confidence for you to go build it. So I would say definitely monetize it before you go and make it. Um, Hiring faster and it's really difficult, but keeping your blinders on and you know not looking at what everyone else is doing, staying the path that you're working on as opposed to following one method one day and the next day doing something different because you see a different coach out there or a different entrepreneur doing it differently. It's, it's the time and consistency that it takes to just keep doing it one way and trusting, you know, that one way for quite some time before you, you pivot. I say, I say pause before you pivot. Okay. All right. So, uh, Jessica, I always love the character called John, and I always like to use him uh, as an example for uh, our guests to talk about their expertise. So as someone who has a lot of expertise in, uh, in terms of creating online courses and selling them, pre-selling them before you even create your online course, uh, John is out there. Uh, he's planning, he has uh, some kind of knowledge and uh, expertise that he's planning to create a course on. So for 
those people like John listening to this and they are trying to create their online course, can you give us like a five minute masterclass on what you think John should do to pre-sell his course and uh, to launch it and to make sure that uh, the effort he are using creating the course are uh, really turn into profitability? Yeah, absolutely. I think the beginning steps are often the steps that people think they don't need to do, especially when they've been in business for a long time. So I just want to say a disclaimer, no matter how long you've been in business or how many programs or products you've created, you always want to go back to the foundations when creating something new. So it's really important at the the beginning of a creation to do your market research, have conversations with potential clients, uh, really understand the market and what it is they want and need and really truly listen to the verbiage, the way that people are speaking, the pains, the struggles, the challenges, as well as the desired outcome and the goals of where they want to go. Once you do the market research, it's really nailing down who is your one specific ideal client. What is the specific niche that you serve? So going really, really deep as opposed to going really wide. And this is where a lot of times people will have a little bit of fear and scarcity because they don't want to leave people out. They don't want to leave money on the table. But the reality is if you look at the most successful businesses, companies, and products in the world, they generally are talking to one person solving one problem via one product or one platform. So you can actually make a much bigger impact if you go really deep with one thing. So it's really important at the beginning to understand who is the market that you're speaking to what is the the language that you're going to use and really mastering sort of the messaging that you're going to use after you know who that ideal client is and what that niche is. From there, I would say start to validate some of that through content that you're putting out. So while you're having these conversations, while you're building your know, like, and trust, and you're sort of building your credibility and your authority around a particular subject, you're simultaneously having conversations behind the scenes and you're validating your idea. You're validating the way that you speak about it. You're validating your offer. And once you have that set in place, you can go ahead and put that invitation out or put that offer out to the world and sort of test the market and see, are people reacting the way that they you expected or that you hoped? And once they start to pay you or express interest, it really there is staying on your toes and being open to making moves and being flexible and being adaptable and making tweaks along the way so that you're always keeping up with exactly what the client base is telling you they want, the speed, the direction, uh, rather than just creating for whatever you want to create. So it's really all about going back to the basics and the foundation. Every product needs the foundations of who is this for, what is the problem it solves, and how am I going to speak about it? Okay. All right. Still talking about John. And uh, for John, uh, a lot of John out there, I would like to know your take on uh, the best way you think uh, anyone who is trying to create an online course can uh, use or the avenues they can use to market and sell their online course. Sure. So I think the first thing that comes to mind for me is any social media platform, just because they're free and they're really easy to use. There's a low barrier to entry. So organic marketing is something incredible that businesses didn't have the opportunity, you know, 20 years ago to use. So whether that's TikTok, Pinterest, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, it doesn't really matter. Even uh, putting out a podcast, YouTube channel, we have such an incredible ability now to reach people globally to present ourselves as 
experts to create content, to add value and to connect with people across the globe. So I would say organic marketing is definitely my favorite way to teach. Of course, you can always get into things like paid advertisement. You can utilize things like affiliate marketing or referral-based marketing where you're giving out commissions. But at the end of the day, I think we would be missing out on a massive opportunity to utilize social media, which is free uh, if we didn't do that first. Okay. All right. So uh, you run a coaching business, uh, just like you've mentioned, and without uh, those clients coming in, surely there is no coaching business to fall back on. So uh, tell us the story of how you got your first client and uh, what are the ways that uh, you are using now to acquire your client for your coaching business? Yeah, this is a great question. I mean, if I think back 10 years ago, my first clients when I was emailing people workout plans were mostly friends that I had from college or people that I knew from uh, high school. So I really tapped into sort of my warmest market first, which was friends and family. And then from there, I started to test the waters more with social media. And I was playing around with Facebook and, and Instagram, you know, many years ago. And so it was putting myself out there and creating that content and adding value to strangers, essentially. And my entire business has been built off of organic social media, as well as referrals. We just in the last year started also playing with cold um, paid traffic. So now we are also utilizing ad spend on Facebook and Instagram, but it wasn't until we had a proven product, a market demand uh, and client results that we decided to tap into something like paid advertisement. Because again, I think, you know, we were able to build a multiple seven figure business solely on organic marketing using social media. So for me, it always starts with, and I think for most people, it starts with, people that you know in your life, whether they're coworkers, friends, family members. And then from there, it's usually sort of referrals and word of mouth. And then you pepper in social media on top of that. And then eventually maybe you go to something like paid ads or affiliates, which that's where we are today, 10 years later. Okay. Thanks so much for those tips. Entrepreneurs out there listening to this episode, Jessica has given us a lot of value bomb. And I believe you should repeat this podcast, uh, listen to it again, take notes and, uh, implement on what uh, she just mentioned. And I believe that uh, you will get something out of your online course. And uh, just to say so, just to say this, listening to all of these tips is just the beginning. And without you implementing, nothing will surely happen. And I believe Jessica would never have got to where she is today without actually implementing on everything she was learning when she got started and even up to now. So take those notes and implement on them. So Jessica, this is the favorite uh, part of this podcast where I have to throw you some quick rant questions then you get back oh, to okay. the answer. So uh, <laughs> should we fire on? Okay, let's go. Okay, what is one book that you read that has a lot of impact in your business that you'd like to recommend to our listeners? Oh, I tell everybody to read Secrets of a Millionaire Mind by T. Harv Eker, but I also loved $100 million Offer by Alex Hermosi. Okay, I think uh, we need to take it slow because uh, I'm trying to soak in all those books. So Secret of Millionaire, right? Yes, Secrets of a Millionaire Mind by T. Harv Eker. Okay, and the second 100 one? Million, yeah, $100 million Offer by oh, Alex Hermosi. That is one of the popular books that mm -hmm. our guests on this uh, show has recommended. And for me personally, I've read this book twice and really every entrepreneur out there who sell one form of service or product or the other online should read this book to 
learn how to create a very awesome offer because uh, there is a uh, there is an art and there is a science to actually creating offer that is irresistible to your client yeah. or to your customer. So uh, a link to these two books that Jessica just mentioned, you can find it by heading straight to www.thesixfigureentrepreneur.com and just search for Jessica in the search bar on that page and the show note for this episode will pop right up. So Jessica, still talking about book. If you had to write a book today, what would that book be about? You know, to be honest, it's something I've been thinking about for a really long time. And I always thought that my first book would be either about my own personal journey or business, but I think it would actually be a children's book that has underlying personal development themes and lessons. Okay. All right. So what exactly has stopped you from writing and publishing that awesome children's book that you mentioned? Mm, my conscious self wants to say time, but I know that that's not true. So I think it's probably just not being in a place right now where I feel I have all of the lessons yet that I would want to share and a mixture of time. Okay. All right. So what is one thing that you have done in your business in the past or right now that gave you a very big win? Oh, definitely team, hiring team, scaling, delegating, giving up control, learning how to be a leader. Um, It's just incredible the impact that we've been able to make. It's so much deeper. It's so much bigger when we have a team and we have experts sitting in seats doing things that I could never do or that they do way better than me. So it's been been letting go of control and and giving people uh, the ability to really stand in their power. Okay, what is one superpower you think you've got that has contributed to you winning in life and in business? What was one what? One superpower. Oh. Ooh. Oh, this is so hard. One superpower. Um, not being afraid to go first. I've always sort of been a leader in my life and I don't mind going first. I don't mind looking stupid or making mistakes. I don't really get embarrassed. And I think that's been huge for me. Okay, you've talked about your superpower and surely as human, we struggle with some stuff, even though we are good and great at something. So what are the things that you have struggled with as an entrepreneur? Worthiness, for sure. Um, Looking for validation and permission from others and feeling like I need to do certain things or look a certain way or act a certain way or create certain types of programs or things in the business in order to stay relevant. Um, Comparison has been a big one, whether it's comparing myself to my old self or to other people. Those are things that I've definitely struggled with. Okay. For the sake of our listeners who might be in the same shoe with you, can you share with us uh, the measures you are putting in place to deal with those uh, demons that you just mentioned? Mm, Really great support. So finding myself mentors and masterminds that I'm surrounded by other people that are going through similar things that I can talk about that with, that I don't feel judged, that I know it's a safe space, reading, meditating, podcasting, journaling, um, and just learning more about myself. And really, you know, I'm 38. So uh, (laughs) just learning about myself and learning to love myself and learning about my own shadows and um, digging into the deep, dark places that it's not always fun, but it's definitely worth it. Okay. All right. So what is one thing that you are super excited about within your business right now, probably something that you are doing or something you are up to right now? 
Yeah, I'm really excited because we finally launched our own podcast just a couple months ago, and it's been so much fun to build the podcast, grow the podcast, and bring on the most incredible guests. So I'm loving the podcast. That's still very new. And I'm just excited about this the team that we've built, because over the last couple of years, we've really put so much energy into making sure that the business is a machine as opposed to just me showing up and being the machine and selling products or offering coaching. And we're in a place now where we all really feel that the machine is running very smoothly and I could walk away from it and it would still be running. And that's just a really cool place to be. Okay. Uh, just out of curiosity, Jessica, I'm just, when you mentioned uh, you just uh, started your podcast and I love podcasting a lot and uh, having been able to start this, uh, the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast, I have learned a lot and I always like, I always jump at the opportunity uh, when my guests talk about podcasting for them, uh, for me to know how exactly are they using podcasting uh, to uh, promote their business. So uh, what is your take on uh, how you are using your podcast to promote your business? Yeah, for us, it's really just another channel where we can provide value for free. I love talking. I'm a teacher. I've always been a teacher. So for me, it's really fun to be able to come on and teach in a different way. So many people love to listen to podcasts. You can kind of multitask while you're doing it. It's another way to consume content. So for us, it's just another channel where we get to create, but it's also another place where I get to be creative and I get to bring on guests that I get to have conversations with who I would maybe not have a conversation with normally, or I get to ask them, you know, business and entrepreneurial questions that maybe wouldn't come up in everyday conversations. So for us, it's really been an incredible networking tool. It's been incredible for lead generation and just also for a creative value outlet. Okay. All right. So uh, Jessica, what is one question you wish I asked you that I didn't ask? Oh, that's a great question. Yeah, um, bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't I don't really know. I'm trying to think. Um maybe a question about sort of, you know, I, I mentioned earlier that I was the visionary officer and a lot of times people will introduce themselves as a CEO and I am not one. And we've talked about team a bunch of times. So maybe just a question sort of around a uh, team and how it's been to scale or how difficult it is. Cause I think a lot of people don't talk about it. We start businesses, we're coaches, we're content creators. And then the next thing, you know, you know, you're a leader or you're a boss and you have to have a lot of difficult conversations. And I think that's a reality that people aren't talking about. Okay. So uh, for the sake of what you just mentioned now, I want you to talk to us about how you are able to build a team around your business and how you are being uh, able to take that position as the leader uh, to get all those pieces and pieces of the puzzle of your business uh, rightly in the right place in terms of uh, the team and the uh, manpower that you need to run your business? Yeah, it's been a lot of work for myself on my ego and letting go of control. And there's been a lot of work that I've gotten to do for myself around asking for help, uh, people-pleasing tendencies, feeling like no one could do something the way that I could do it, but then experiencing actually the opposite where you delegate something and someone could actually do it better than you. And how can you empower this person to be a leader? So it's sort of taken me away from some of the front of the business type of stuff, like the forward facing social media, the marketing, the coaching, and it's taken me into the back of the business behind the scenes where I really have had to do a lot of learning and growing over the past couple of years, having a mentor, reading books, listening to podcasts and learning about what it really means to be a leader and just working through some of that that those mental blocks, because as leaders, as business owners, oftentimes we are the biggest bottleneck. And so 
really doing a lot of ego work that there are actually people who can do it better. And what does it look like if I delegate? And it's really interesting when you feel like you're almost not needed in your own business. Um, so just to work through a lot of that ego has been really interesting. Okay. All right. So Jessica, before we say goodbye on this episode, can you just tell us where we can find you online and where we can sure. access all the good stuff that you have been creating out of the world? Yeah, absolutely. So I hang out most on Instagram. I am I am Jessica DeRose. So that's my handle. I am Jessica DeRose. Uh, same handle over at TikTok. And my website is jessicaderose.com. I have got our podcast, Digital Business Evolution. But yeah, definitely hanging out at, tic- at uh, Instagram the most. So if you want to come say hi, slide into my DMs. I love having conversations with people. And the team and I are always putting out free resources and trainings and all sorts of cool stuff. And like I said, we drop two podcast episodes per week. So you can come over and listen in, see if you like it. Okay. All right. Our listeners out there for the past 20 something minutes, I've been having this awesome conversation with Jessica Glad- uh, Glaziat and it's been a very uh, amazing time and she has given us a lot of value uh, on this uh, podcast, on this episode, especially if you are an uh, online uh, course creator out there who is planning uh, to launch or create your online course, or you have already launched and you are looking for a way to grow your uh grow that audience and uh, try to sell more of your online course. So uh, thank you so much, Jessica, for jumping on this uh, interview with me. Uh, you have been a very good resource person on this episode, I must say, and we celebrate you, we salute you for keeping that entrepreneurial fire burning, for being that uh, source of uh, inspiration for entrepreneurs out there, especially course creators out there. So we celebrate you, we salute you, and we hope to see you in higher places uh, in the next few years to come. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. It was such a blast. All right. So listeners out there, all the link uh, to the book that Jessica mentioned on this episode, I believe, especially if you are not getting any of the book, those books, you should get the uh, uh, book by uh, the $10 million uh, offer by, uh, I forgot the name of the author, but uh, a link to this, <laughs> uh, this book and the other one that Jessica mentioned, you can find it by heading straight to www.thesixfigureentrepreneur.com and search for Jessica in the search bar and the show note for this episode will pop right up. So until next time, when I bring you another amazing entrepreneur in the house, my name is Mayo and I always love to tell you that you should keep the entrepreneurial fire burning and keep creating and keep bringing value to the world because the world needs that special value that only you can bring to the world. So catch you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. For more episodes and the show notes for this episode, visit www.thesixfigureentrepreneur.com. And I would love for you to leave a review on iTunes if this episode has been of value to you. See you next time on another episode of the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. And until then, keep building and keep the entrepreneurial fire burning.